podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Ben. With me, as always, is my other co-host, Spencer. Well, hello, hello, Ben. How are you today? I'm doing great. Uh, week-long business trip in Virginia, but I'm ready to go. I'm ready to get at some of these topics today. Yeah, man, me too, dude. I, I got this new mic, actually, um, and we've been doing a lot of testing here uh, before we were recording this episode, so um, you know, I think I'm coming in a little clearer, hopefully not too loud, hopefully I'm not blowing your guys' uh, eardrums or anything like that, but yeah, I'm excited to use this uh, new toy, man. It's always fun getting new tech, you know? It's it's great. I had, I had two mics originally, and one of them was brand spanking new, and then the other one was not as new. And that's what Spencer was using it, but it was still good. I yeah, mean, it got the job done. Yeah, I mean, eBay, it, why would anyone sell anything on eBay that doesn't work really well? Oh right, yeah, right? That's, that's unheard of. Jeez, um, yeah. But uh, let's um, we're gonna dive right into housekeeping for you guys today. Um, so today uh, we're gonna be talking about Sony's plans to uh, yet again skip out on E3. Uh, we'll be discussing Super Smash Brothers Ultimate and them getting a new fighter pass over there, and uh, how we went straight from the holiday season to the season of delays. Um, we're also recording this ep- uh, episode. Uh, this is Saturday the 18th, by the way, guys. So, um, But alongside this episode, we are recording another one. In that supplemental episode, we will basically be talking about our favorite games on the PlayStation platform. Um, and that's a PS4, actually. So that's one I'm pretty excited about. Um, ben, I don't know. If, uh, where do you rank the PS4 out of the the PlayStation Entertainment consoles. Um, it's pretty high up there because I, I will say that my top one is the PlayStation Two. I mean, by far, um, that's my top system. Yeah, yeah but, I think honestly, dude, I think it's mine too. Yeah, I mean, in the Sony realm, that's just my top one. But hey, PlayStation Four has come along a long way since PlayStation Three, and I'm, you know, I got a good list together, and I'm, I'm excited to talk about some of the really good games on there. Yeah, man. And I'm, I'm really of the mindset, too, that like every generation, PlayStation's kind of honestly got better. So I think, man, the library of PS2 games was maybe my favorite, but the console itself, the PS4, I, I think might actually be my favorite um, system. So yeah, yeah, we're pretty excited for that, guys. Um, we're also, uh, I, I wanted to use this this segment to tell you guys about our Twitter page. So you can hop over there and find us at Get At It Gaming. That's at Get At It Gaming. And we'll be updating you guys with any like news and announcements. Um, you know what we're playing and all of that over there so definitely give us a follow guys that would be awesome and uh, you know speaking of what we are playing Ben what have you been playing this week well I'm, I'm super excited I came back from a business trip and I purchased this game I am playing Bloodstained Ritual of the Night and let me tell you something fantastic game yeah, so the creator of um, yeah Castlevania. So it's a uh, it's a lot like Castlevania, right? It is a five hundred one uh, five hundred five games. Excuse me, um, that's one of their creations, and they actually had one uh, not too long ago that came out that's set in eight bit style. So it's crazy because that one's like a different story altogether, and it felt like Castlevania. This one here is just like updated graphics, voice acting. You know. Oh, I actually didn't realize there was voice acting in it. Yeah, I haven't really looked into the Bloodstained games, but um, yeah, Igarashi, the the creator of uh, Castlevania, man, Cas- the Castlevania games are awesome. So um, I, I kind of looked at Bloodstained before it was coming out, and I had been keeping a close eye on it, but there were so many delays, man. I, I think it just kind of got lost in the shuffle for me, so I never got a chance to try it. it it's, it's on the one I'm playing, and of course I'm still playing Star Wars Battlefront because, you know, Star Wars Battlefront 2, for me, I can hop on 
and I can just go at it. I hit level 50 on my specialist class this weekend, which nice. is very big for me. Uh, I have not platinum in it. I have two trophies yet left, <laughs> and I can't get them. Cause Only all, two? Which ones? Yeah, what do you have to do? They're both in the ship. <laughs> like, when you, like, one of them is use a bomber to use the torpedoes to take out a ship, which is really hard. And then the other one is you have to destroy a hero ship with a regular ship. Okay, yeah, that sounds difficult. Honestly, like anything in in aircrafts would turn me off, man, of of probably aiming for those. So I remember doing the, I think the helicopters in Battlefield, and you know it's the same developer, so I could not get a hang of, of controlling that at all. It's so awkward. It's like it's literally like watching a cat swim. It's so awkward. And there's people that they just play it. Um, <laughs> do you do you have any platinum trophies, Ben? I have zero platinum trophies. Oh, I think you, I think you should work on this one, man. That would be a good one to to, to bring home as your first. Hey, I'm at I'm at ninety eight percent. Jeez, yeah, dude, that would frustrate the living crap out of me. I'm not gonna lie. And I don't get a lot of like long term gaming time. Like my gaming time is like very much like when the kids go to bed or um, I've got free time. And so like this weekend, I'm really you know trying to calm down and relax. And that's what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna I'm gonna play some some games but yeah it sounds nice, yeah. It, it's really really fun and it's really taking a lot of my time what about you spencer what are you playing oh man um, i'm a little embarrassed but i've just been playing skyrim like non-stop so i stopped playing um jedi fallen order and force unleashed i know i talked about that a little last week um i, I did play a little bit more fallen order after we talked about it uh, and that game just kind of fell flat somewhere for me after the first area i didn't even get off of the first planet to be honest so uh, something about it just didn't feel right, and I moved on to Skyrim for some for some reason. So, um, have you put a lot of time into Skyrim or any of like the Bethesda Skyrim, titles? Skyrim is kind of like my game that I buy and then I trade it in, and then I'm like, man, why did I do that? And like, I think I bought it more than I bought Grand Theft Auto V. Yeah, I think it's one of the few games on my PS4 that I have not like ever uninstalled. It's it's been there since I I basically bought it. So. I'm waiting, and you know what's going to happen is they're going to have a flash sale on the PSN, and I'm going to be like, oh, man, like 10 bucks, Done. Ooh, I don't know about that, man. Yeah, $20. You see for like 20 bucks every once in a while, which is a reasonable price, I think, for Skyrim. I mean, you know, it's been out for 10 years, but um, you see all those jokes. I just, just saw a meme today on Facebook. It was like, oh, uh, today in history, uh, Skyrim came out nine years ago, seven years ago, five years ago, two years ago. I was just like, oh, gosh. I think it was the um, one game Bethesda did for like the new consoles that are out that they didn't really screw up as bad as other stuff. Yeah, and I mean it came out at I mean 2011. So yeah, it came out 11 11 11 and like that was really before I mean, you know, like that was before The Witcher and um that was also before like Metal Gear Solid, so all these other like uh, perfect open world games that we have, have had in the PS4 generation, you know, it came before all of that. So I think it did set like, you know, a nice foundation for you know, all those games moving forward, though. I remember when I first got it, and I got my first shout, and I was like, okay, Yeah, this game is fantastic, and, you know, and then I saw I saw a giant, right? And I'm like, I'm done. I'm level five. This thing's <laughs> mine. And I totally got my butt kicked. Oh, geez. So, yeah, I've got a new character right now that I started maybe, like, six or seven days ago, and I, I've played that game so much now. Um, I, I know pretty much how to level up everything ridiculously fast. So he's at, like, 45 now, and I have my own house built, which is actually, like, some of the newer stuff I never did. It's part of one of the DLCs. I couldn't um, tell you which one it was from, 
but yeah, so that's my first time making the house, and it's pretty cool. Like, um, you know, you get a bunch of upgrades and stuff, and you can deck out each section, each wing, however you want. But uh, I'm high enough level now to where trolls just spawn in front of my house. Every time I walk out the door, it's like there's either a troll or a dragon. It's ridiculous, man. So that's what I've been dealing with in Skyrim. Um, I've also been playing a lot of Rocket League, too, man. I don't know. Did you ever try out Rocket League? I did. I think it was a free PSN game at one point for PlayStation Plus downloaded it um and i think at one point i even had the batmobile yeah yeah um, as one of the cars talk about a game that comes out out of nowhere and i think people were like what is this and it's just blown up yeah yeah it's it's my favorite and most played um online video game for the uh, ps4 generation man psionics just absolutely murdered it and i could kind of tell when that game first came out um like yeah this is a game that's gonna get some traction and and gain some popularity dude i remember back in the day it was just crazy seeing only four or five thousand people playing at a time if you log on nowadays there's literally always over ninety thousand kids playing at one time so um you know props to those guys they just they know how to support their community and they've just done so much with it and i think if if i'm correct I think that's Chris Roper's game that used to be on Beyond. Uh, no, Jeremy Dunham actually. Like yeah, Jeremy, Jeremy Dunham. Dunham now works at Psionic, so I'm sure he's doing just fine. Beyond. Yeah, he yeah he had literally left. I think like right before Psionics had uh, started working on Rocket League. They had their um the PS3 game. Did you ever see the like the prequel to Rocket League? No. It's I mean I can't remember the name. It's. I think got like literally 17 words in the title. It's like supersonic something racing cars, something, something, something like it's just a ridiculous name, but it was essentially just rocket league. They had, um, they didn't have just a basic map though. So uh, the kick was, you know, there would be hills in all of the maps, like some of the designer ones that came to rocket league later. Um, frankly, some of the ones that people didn't like. So I, I, I'd see why it didn't, uh, you know, hit the ground running like Rocket League did. It's kind of sad, though, to see the they had the, the you know, they had the entire, like, bone structure of this game, and then they brought it over finally. I mean, I'm glad it has an audience now. Yeah, it's good. I mean, I love to see these uh, smaller independent games that just blow up, you know. Um, but moving to what our, what's our first subject of the day oh the news roundup yeah let's so um yeah um first up let's see and i'm doing the news roundup a little bit different too um so last week i just kind of read other people's articles and stuff this week i i took the time to actually just write out some of my own articles um you know not articles but you know just uh, some some of my own little write-ups so let's see how this goes uh, but yeah, um, and first is going to be the topic of the episode as well. So we're going to be talking about E3 a little bit and Sony. So uh, for the second year in a row now, Sony Interactive Entertainment is deciding to pull a no-show for E3, leaving fans to wonder, what's PlayStation hiding up their sleeve? Um, first reported by GameIndustry.biz on Monday the 13th, um, is this the perfect time for PlayStation's rival, Xbox, to swoop in and steal the show, Ben? I don't think so, because I read the article, and what they're also planning to do is they said... Um, in their interview, that they are going to lots of other events. They are planning to go to other events. And to be honest, it, over the last couple of years, I felt, especially now that anyone can go to E3 like it's Comic-Con, mm-hmm. I don't feel it's the same same feel. It's not the same love. Oh, yeah, I'd, I'd agree completely, man. Ever since they've opened it up to consumers, um, you know, I have never been to E3, but uh, from what I hear from other people, it's... It's transformed into a completely different type of show now. I mean, 
and don't get me wrong, I think it's great that you're allowed to go now, but what gets me is, like, it was always a big thing for me to, you know, okay, so I got to watch this event, I got to watch this event, because this is the only way I'm going to be able to see it. And now it kind of makes it more publicized, and it's more of a, like, a show. So you buy a ticket, you can go. Um, and, and for me, then there's going to be more vendors to, like, sell to people there. Well, see, I think that's that's their problem, actually. I don't think they're going out and finding enough vendors for, you know, for consumers. They're still just focused on, you know, what they've been doing for the last 30 years, and that's showing games to people. And that's not always what consumers want, man. You don't want to come to this grand event that you paid hundreds of dollars for and wait in lines just all day. And that's essentially what E3 is. So these people that go there, you know, with these high expectations, thinking they're going to get to play all these cool demos and cool games and stuff, they they leave after, you know, eight hours of standing in line all day and maybe getting to play three or four games. Right. Um, so uh, it's just not very consumer friendly for a no, consumer show, no. you know? I feel it's more of like, it's like going to Disney and not getting the fast pass. Yeah, exactly, man. <laughs> exactly. And You just waited six hours to ride the Pirates of the Caribbean ride for like five minutes. And, and yeah, it's honestly worse, too. Um yeah, that's a freaking hilarious comparison. Though. I mean, my here's my thing. Do I think Sony's going to come out with something great and it's going to they're going to come out? I mean, they already have their their uh, live show they do on YouTube. Yeah, State on, of Plays. Yeah, yeah, and those seem to be going pretty well. I mean, I think they're gaining some traction. I know the first few were kind of rough, honestly. They weren't nearly as exciting as some of like, the Nintendo treehouses that Nintendo's been doing over the last few years. But I think they're starting to find their audience. I think so. And you think about all the money. So last year... Xbox did the that theater across the street from where E3 was, yep. mm-hmm. uh, and I'm not 100, percent but I thought I read that they spent like 22 million dollars. Yeah, I couldn't that. tell you. Yeah, that sounds. I mean, sounds accurate. Jeez. Yeah, Sony exactly. I, I think that's you know they're they're a little ahead of the curve there. They realize that they have found their audience and they don't need to waste all this money no. to send out the proper message. I mean, I'm going to. I'm once I hear that I can pre-order it. I'm going to pre-order that machine. Oh, me too, man. And, me and too. I'm gonna, and I'm not going to buy Madden on the first day when it comes out because that's <laughs> what's going to be with that system. But I'm going to hopefully they have like a really cool launch title. So what do you uh, what do you, what do you hope for the uh, launch of PS4? What are, do you have any like predictions or do you think yeah, we'll see I, anything? I, I don't. I don't think it's going to be backwards compatible with every. Oh, single they've PlayStation. they've confirmed that. Did okay, they confirm I don't know if they confirmed that you'll be able to put discs in, but they did confirm backwards compatibility of some sort. So that does mean a digital library, perhaps, which you know they're already doing on the PS4. Right. So I mean, that's it's not really news I mean, by any I means. Can't, I can't play. I can't unless I have that PlayStation now. I cannot play a PS3 game yep. on my PS4. I would love if they did something where you. I want a disc-based system. I'm not. And I guess I'm just old. I like physical <laughs> media still. I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I have a two terabyte drive, two or three, on my PlayStation 4 right now. So that's not a... To be able to have... I have I probably have like 300 digital games. But I do like the physical aspect of it. And I'm growing up because I'm old school. Yeah. And you know, my real question is just like... Are my old physical games going to be playable on there? Can I put in my copy of Final Fantasy VII and still play it? Can I put in my copy of Final Fantasy XII and still play it? Um, You know, because, like, they can... And they can tout all of this, like, hey, we can play every generation, but if they don't make those games easy to access, there's, you know, they're just blowing smoke out of their ass, honestly. So... I mean, um, they did did release... And this isn't confirmed, but I did see some of the specs of the machine. Yeah. That's a... That's a gonna be a, 
a monster machine. Yeah, it's it looks like it's starting to you know actually tilt back in uh, Sony's favor, and I, I think that the PS5 might be more powerful, according to you know what Xbox and Phil Spencer have said they're going to have the most powerful box on the market. But we'll see. Um, yeah, let's move on to the second news story though. Um, so. <laughs> Super Smash Bros. Ultimate has its, um, had its final character revealed on the 16th via Direct, hosted by the game's creator and director, Masahiro Sakurai. Uh, for its fifth character installment, the game is bringing the players Bayleth of Fire Emblem fame. Bayleth will be released on January 28th for players who have already purchased the uh, existing Fighter Pass. Alongside this news, though, um, the last character unveiling, it looks like uh, they're also dropping a new Fighter Pass, which he unveiled. Um, that'll be including not five, but six characters, so one extra, which is cool. Um, and that's, that's six characters that will all be released and ready to download before December 31st, 2021. Um you know, I know you're not a huge Smash guy, but uh, this is pretty exciting news, I think, for a lot of people. What I would like to see, and I own this game, so I don't have any of the fighter passes, but old school me wants to get Terry Bogart. I will throw that out there. I grew up with Neo Geo machines, going to the arcade. Um, I want some more round characters than people from Fire Emblem. And I'm not knocking the game. That was one of the <laughs> first games I played, you know, back in the day on my... Know, like one of my portable systems, but I, I need to see they, they obviously can get people from different game companies. They have Capcom, they have Sega. Uh, you know, I, I they have Rare, which is owned by Microsoft now. Yeah, yeah, it's like where is you know Master Chief? <laughs> we were talking uh, about this. We were talking about yeah. this earlier. And and like it's online everywhere. Everybody wants them. I just. You know they could do it. Um, I think, I don't know if Nintendo's just not willing to put the money into it or if they knew that, you know, how long have they known that this Fighter Pass 2 was going to come out? That's the thing. They've known for a while. Exactly. Uh, you know, just because it was announced, I, I'm sure they even know the characters. I'm sure they probably already know all six characters. If they are still working on, you know, those plans behind the scenes, then just, then com- they've completely lost it. Um <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I, I honestly do think, like, if I have to make a prediction, I think we're going to see Master Chief in one of these, out of one of these you six. You know, there was talks of, 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 like, the character from Doom, you know, the, the mm-hmm. main mm-hmm. character from Doom. There was talks of that. And, and I would love it because then they would be, like, Nintendo going outside their comfort zone. It's like, it's kind of like when you, when you were with your parents and you're watching a rated R movie and there's nudity. Oh, yeah. That's what it's like for Nintendo. <laughs> always give me a, oh man, I remember that. Uh, well, what movie was it? Um, geez, super bad. <laughs> I saw that with my parents. <laughs> yeah, man. There's a couple of uh, naked scenes in there where I'd just have to glance at my mom like, is this okay for me to be here? Is, I was like 12, 13. I don't know. Yeah, funny stuff, man. I definitely think I do have my words for Nintendo because now that we have these two new systems, you know, and I think the Switch is great. I I, I was playing Super uh, Punch-Out today on my Switch. Um, I haven't found a game on Switch that I could sit there and be like, oh, this is my game, this is my jam. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but... You know, we got a comment on uh, Facebook, actually, somebody wanting us to uh, talk about, uh, like, the rumored Switch model, mm-hmm. that's apparently. Like, what would you want to see out of that anyway, Ben? Like, uh, like out of a... "Quote unquote Switch Pro." So, so in my house, we have a we have a normal Switch that came out. Uh, we got it uh, for my boys Christmas the year it came out. So, you know that I have that system, 
And then this last year, my son got a Switch Lite. Mm-hmm. I love that Switch Lite. Yeah, I so never, do I, man. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't think I was going to like it. Um, I would like a Switch Lite kind of thing that can good, that is better screen, better battery life, but also can go on the TV. Oh, but yeah. I need it to be more powerful. Yeah, and all the rumors of the Switch Pro model, it, it is an upgraded home model so it's not an upgrade to the handheld it is uh, an upgrade to the you know the legitimate switch that plugs into your tv um yeah as far as like features go that i would want to see I, I really can't even think of any like just having yeah. all the games on the go are more than enough for me i just really want to see you know better processing power better you know graphics all around they're obviously going to need to improve the screen like you touched on um i don't know the screen resolution on the switch honestly i think it's only 720p though if i'm not mistaken so um even just a 1080 screen would be really cool i don't expect the thing to output 4k i don't know about you but i I think people asking that are are being a little unrealistic to be honest i I do i do want to say i know this is going off the rails but this is a conversational podcast (laughs) did you see alienware's um oh they're they're switch knockoff or whatever that's a good way to spend two grand. I mean, on that's that thing will never see the light of day. So it's their new prototype, or uh, I forget what they're calling it, but I guarantee you that thing will never see just store call shelves. Just because everything they sell is expensive. I guarantee that would be at least twelve hundred dollars. Yeah, I'm not paying. You know, for me, for me, I'll probably end up buying a Switch Lite. But what's holding me off is to see what this Pro looks like. You guys need another Switch Lite in the house? Aiden just got one. I'm not allowed to touch it. <laughs> I mean, he did. He, he said, hey, you can play Fortnite on there. And I'm like, nah, it's okay. Yeah, we had to get a second for Pokemon, man. I was, I was, yeah, I'm not about that sharing life, especially, especially when there's two games, you know, we're both wanting to play. So, um, Next up on the news report, guys, uh, we have Final Fantasy VII Remake is being pushed from March 3rd to April 10th. Word comes way from uh, Jason Schreier over at Kotaku, who also shared with us that uh, Square Enix's Avengers game is being delayed from May to September, so that's a bigger pushback. Um, and then, you know, we might as well just dive straight into the next one, too. Um, the, the whole theme of delays here. CD Projekt Red also announced uh, the delay of Cyberpunk 2077 in a statement on Twitter. The once set date of April 16th has now been pushed to September 17th. So a, that's five whole months. It's kind of crazy, man. What do you think about that? Um, Square Enix, not surprising. Yeah. I mean, I think I saw Kingdom Hearts 3 at E3, like, videos and everything and conferences mm-hmm. for, like, four years. See, so, I am I am a little, actually, surprised by 7 um, being pushed back. I, I thought for sure that they wouldn't give a date for that game until they were sure, sure. And I here like I am, s- proven wrong. You know, I want to see what their, what their, what their numbers look like. Because I know they're still making money off Final Fantasy Online. I know they're making money off of that. Oh, 14 is very successful, man. And uh, Storm, uh, I think it was Stormbringers, yeah. The uh, the most recent expansion was, like, it received very critical acclaim, man. People oh, loved yeah. it for the story. And, I mean, the gameplay is only getting better with each expansion, too. That was my second most played game, actually, of the really? year. Um, when I did the, the wrap-up for PlayStation, yeah. I'm not a big MMO person, but um, I, I think the big thing for me is is, like, you know, they did a big, big thing. I want to say last E3 when they were showing the gameplay, they were showing like it, and they threw a date out there, and then they were like, oh, by the way, now that one's not bad. It's a month. I'll live. I'd rather it be polished and done right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, who knows what? Yeah, like technical problems, you know, right. like what the they ran into. Be back, though. That's. 
again, dude. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that one, I got hands-on time with that game, and I knew something was wrong with it. So uh, the Avengers one, I am not as surprised about. I think they're, they are going to take some serious time to... I think they're changing a lot more in that game than uh, they're letting on. I think these, this time for polish, quote-unquote, that they've said is... I think they're revamping a lot of the game behind the scenes, and uh, it's a little scary, man. Like, there was something about that game, dude. It just didn't feel right, I'm telling you. Do you think think they showed it to Disney executives? Um, You know, Kevin, they showed it to him, go, look, this is our game. We want you to take a look at it, and Kevin's like, this thing's crap. You need to fix it. Well, that's a thing, man. Like, I I don't know how many hoops and people you have to go through, but you think he would have already looked at it before the E3 stage. You know, I would have pulled it immediately. Like, if I saw that and that's what they were going to represent, who knows their budget and everything, you know, and and what they're trying to, you know, uh, what they're trying to achieve sales-wise. I have no idea on those numbers. So they they could be on par and on track to to do just fine. I think that there's something terribly wrong with that video game, though, behind the scenes, man. It it makes me nervous. I think think Disney... um, they stopped making in-house games to mm-hmm. free up their time to do the movies and the TV shows. Yeah. And then to, for a budget for that and then renting out that licensing. But I also think that people are very nervous because with Battlefront 2, I read several stories that Kevin, like not like Kevin, but like people from Disney talked to EA privately. And of course on record, they're like, oh, we're, they're doing great things, you know, da, 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 da. I think Disney went in and was like, listen, you totally screwed this up. You need to fix it. So, I mean, I think people are nervous. I think Square Enix is nervous of, like, messing with the most, the biggest entertainment company, I would say, in the world at this point. Uh, yeah, yeah. I do think, though, like, I honestly feel like Disney might be a little too lax about the whole thing. And I know that in a public statement, they said how happy they were with the way EA and has like handled the license over their you know ten year contract. And if that's you know any um, yeah, if that's a if that shows us anything, man, it's basically that they don't care like a whole lot about their ips i mean they they care enough to send somebody and check on it but there was problems with battlefront they should have never launched with the problems that oh, it no, had no 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 i think i think disney tries to be like that nice person on the outside you know it's like that crappy teacher you had that doesn't like you and when you go to parent teacher conferences they're like oh you know if you need something come talk to oh, me oh yeah yeah and then the they're fake, threatening you in the background yeah i think that's what it is i think i think square enix you know, God love them. They've been through so many people in charge there over the last couple of years. Um, I, I just, it frustrates me. It does. It, it's it's a big, I was, if we remember, that was on my list. Mm-hmm. You know, that was on my list. And then you had told me you're, you had played it and those worries. So this is, I don't think this is good at all. Yes, you heard it here, guys. The Avengers. Uh, there's something wrong with that video game. Um, moving on to the fifth news story, we have um, Epic Games dropped a new skin for Fortnite. Get excited. Uh, <laughs> so the popular streamer and esports competitor Tyler Blevins, better known as Ninja, is being recognized in this very cool way with his own skin. Uh, the playable skin sports the streamer's recognizable teal hair, his back bling, and a uh, ninja icon on his jacket. And the skin is now available to download. I know this probably doesn't do anything for you, Ben, but act excited. Come on. You know, I, I hand it to him because every time I've ever seen him speak, like in public, 
he's a humble guy. Oh, very and incredibly. He, he does a lot for his fans, which I get. Fortnite's for not for me. I get it. Um, my son yells and screams at it, but you know, for him to be on there, I think that's a big deal. I think that's a huge, huge deal. Um, and I think good for him. You know, I wish I made ten percent of what that guy makes per week. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Um, you know, there's Fortnite just continuing to keep their community happy and do cool crossovers, which is I think really neat. Love it or hate it, it's done very well. And not only that, they do take care of their people. Oh yeah, hundred percent, man. I've actually heard that from like you know customers that come in to my GameStop store. Sometimes they're you know people have to reach out to Epic Service customer support all the time oh, right yeah. and you know i have heard good and pleasant stories which you do not normally hear about video game services and customer service in general so i um, heard i was reading a thing about customer services and like the top ones in the world and they were they were ranked almost as high as apple oh wow yeah that's crazy that is pretty surprising fantastic yeah they're not bad i mean you can complain about you know if you've messed something up but they're they're reliable and they're always there for you even if they can't fix the problem yeah i've always been able to get through with apple unfortunately i had to have had to call apple a ton in my life though and they're real people like it's not just like people in a call center these are people that work from home i mean it's like and i feel like i know my son had an issue where he had to switch his account over Mm -hmm. and uh he was having issues because he was starting brand new and all this. And so he um, went into a chat with them and I supervised. They were courteous. They understood it. They understood he put money into something and they were able to transfer stuff off of his iPhone onto his yeah, actual that's cool, so that man. Was, I'm going to have to check out where their like customer service employees work. Hopefully it's somewhere in the States. Um, yeah, yeah, who knows that? Uh, okay, man. Well, that's pretty much all I had for the news. Uh, you want to move on to the game releases of the week, sir? Absolutely. Let's pull up the... Uh, so, yeah, we're going to do this one a little bit different as well, guys. Um, so last week, I, I, you know, I did get a, some slight feedback about the games that we read off. We just didn't give out any information. So this week we thought we'd do something a little bit different um, and just go to the PlayStation blog and read the drop. This is something that drops literally every week. Hence the name. So we'll just start at the top here. Um, there looks like are, there are eight games dropping on the PlayStation Store this week. Uh, starting with Balthazar's Dream. Balthazar's Dream is actually launching on the PS Vita. My lord, that's awesome. And the PS4. Uh, digital only out on the 22nd. Uh, it says, visit a wonderfully peculiar peculiar dog's dream in a heroic attempt to save his owner in this beautiful pixel art puzzle platformer. What a sentence. Uh, Balthazar dreams of strange and mysterious lands filled with canine wonders. With a large bark, Balthazar embarks on his quest to save his owner, venturing through the dreamscape with love and determination only a dog can possess. I mean, I don't know. I love my dog, so, you know, I don't know that he would protect me. <laughs> I don't know if your dog loves you that much. Yeah. There, there are days where he does stuff on purpose. But. So it's a pixel art puzzle platformer, it says in that very, um, yeah, that very that's cool quite a, sentence. That's, Jeez. that's quite a description. Yeah, they really tried to shove everything in there. That's they, not a bad write-up, though. I mean, yeah, I've definitely read worse on here. Some people are just very good at, at writing, and that whoever wrote that, they're very good. Yeah, yeah, we will we'll continue to read these and make fun of them every week, though, um, the ones that deserve it. So uh, what's next? So the next one is Earth Night. Earth, Earth, Earth Night drops on PlayStation 4. It's out digitally, uh, 123. Um, Earth Night is an illustrated, 
Oh, procedurally? procedurally. Yeah. Generated platform that takes place in the dystopia future just after the dragon apocalypse. Frightening. Okay, this this totally has me already. <laughs> Sydney and Stanley have had enough. They've decided to skydive back down to the planet, taking out as many dragons as they can. Jump and dash your way across the backs of dragons on your way down to Earth. Classic 2D side-scrolling. Okay, that's cool. So that almost seems very Japanese-ish, like... Yeah, looking at the uh, looking at the like the cover that they have, it looks like a some sort of like Rush album artwork. So there's like this little girl and this old man who you can see standing in the middle, but it's only half of each of their faces. So it's like half of the little girl, half of the old man, and then there's like this dragon just ripping its way through the both of them, and it says Earth Knight really cool at top. I don't know, I might have to check that one out too. I, I think it's great if you can get a game on PSN. I mean, even if it's the most ridiculous thing ever, props to you. Yeah, yeah. Props to you. Um, here's one I definitely will not be looking into. Soccer Tactics and Glory. Uh, it's launching on the PS4, only digital, on 122. Um, it's an original combination of turn-based strategy and RPG. Is this the same soccer game I'm thinking of? Uh, soccer Tactics and... Okay, yeah, we're still reading the same thing. Okay, so an original combination of turn-based strategy and RPG. Create a football team, play matches, earn experience, train skills, learn new classes, upgrade facilities, buy and sell footballers, grow youth, make hard choices... Oh, wow, it doesn't say and. Okay, there's just a bunch of commas there. Uh, it's a deep strategy which respects your time. Hard skip for me. Yeah, I, I, I have no... No. You don't want to manage your soccer team, man? That guy looks so enthused, too, um, on the screen. It's just a man in a very nice suit pointing like at a, me, kind of like Uncle like, Sam. It's like a taller Simon Cowell. Cowell? He does look like Simon Without Cowell, dude. That's money. weird. Without all the money. Uh, yeah, that suit that looks cheap, man. <laughs> Oh, so next we've got Foxyland 2. It's mm. on PS4, Vita, digital, cross-buy, cross which That's is awesome. That's the second Vita game? Hey, I read a thing that the Vita is coming back. Like, people are buying them, and they're putting out games for them. You know, I wish I had my Vita still. No oh, man. What kind so, of, uh, what kind of uh, drugs were you on when you read that? <laughs> I was on no drugs. Okay, okay, okay. But, yeah, all right. I mean, I did read it on the internet. I don't know how mm, true it is. Yeah, all right. Well, somebody was on drugs then. That explains it. So so this one, it's got like, it's a picture of two foxes. It, it's weird. It looks it looks very Wonder Boy-ish. Very much yeah, like the artwork. That. Yeah, absolutely. Um, after a peaceful day looking for cherries, <laughs> Foxy's children were kidnapped by the mean wolf brothers. Now it's up to Foxy and Jenny to rescue their children. Jump, leap, and wall kick. Bypass enemies in order to reach Big the fan end. of wall kicking, let me tell you. I mean, that's what foxes do. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> to yeah, sure. rescue. Fo- <laughs> this is. I'm so sorry. Foxy's puppers across the island. Okay, whoever wrote that, I'm buying you a beer because that's, <laughs> that's great. I deserve one. Oh gosh, um, yeah, I get the Kingdom Hearts 3 RE Mine, so this is um, just out on PS4 digitally, it's the, just the expansion for Kingdom Hearts, I'm sure. Uh, let's see this write-up. Uh, Kingdom Hearts 3 tells the story of the power of friendship as Sora and his enemies embark on a perilous adventure. RE Mind... And then a dash? Okay, well that doesn't make sense. RE Mind, the other tale that unfolds during the climax of Kingdom Hearts 3. Through experiencing the personal battles of the Seven Guardians of Light, Sora is about to discover truths that he has never before imagined. Um, yeah, I didn't play Kingdom Hearts 3. You, you played that one, didn't you? I, I do like it. I felt like 
I, I, I guess I was like a little more hopeful. I know when they were making that, that's after um, Disney had made some major purchases. They had already had most of it done before they bought Marvel, before they bought you know, yeah, Star yeah. Wars and stuff like that. So, like, have you heard anything about this RE Mind expansion? I, I did watch the trailer. The first trailer was only in Japanese. Okay. No volume. No, actually, no one was talking. Uh. And then they came out with a new one. Um, I don't know. I, I want to wait and see how it does. Um, I, I want to see more about it because it really, it just, it kind of looks like the end of, of uh, Kingdom Hearts 2. When you're having the whole big Keyblade battle, mm-hmm. that's what it feels like to me. It's more of that. Yeah, yeah. Um, more Kingdom Hearts isn't bad. Well, yeah, you know, thanks to our friends at the uh, PlayStation blog, too, we now know nothing about it because of that write-up. So awesome. I know it's going to be like $30. Yeah, I think. They don't even have a price on here. So I heard it was like, I thought it was $30. I thought that was a bit much. Hey, that's something else I think that we should look at for next time, the prices. I I'm going to so start too. digging those up. Yeah. Um, so the next one, is it Luminati? Illuminati. I don't think so. Uh, what is it? Hold on. Uh, Lumini. Lumini? Yeah. I, I, I don't read this stuff. <laughs> Lumini, I think, is how that's said. Uh, I'm I remember sure. one time I worked at Finish Line, and I had a guy that worked there that spoke really good Spanish. And he's like, hey, I'll teach you Spanish. And he told me to say these things to these girls coming in. Oh, great. Then, that was a good idea, I bet. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, I got it right up that day. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, so, basically, it's a long-forgotten species in a hostile planet and a journey of discovery. Welcome to the world of the Lumini. Only the Lumini themselves can restore the balance to their home world and and help re- revive their long dominant race in this relaxing flow style adventure before adapting to preserve the future for generations to come. Hmm. And again, that uh, write-up has absolutely nothing to do with gameplay or I, <laughs> this I, relaxing flow style adventure I, I whatever love that how means. Greg Miller used to call these out all the time like who writes this they're so bad he would call he would call Ryan out all the time now, now I know why these are yeah some of them are funny I, I do wonder who writes these up I don't know if it's somebody who um yeah I don't, I don't know if it's the developers writing in maybe um because yeah you know these guys are sitting behind the desk making games all day sure they don't write um, you think somebody at the PlayStation blog would go through the, and like do some you know revisiting and touching up? You know, I remember I remember when Greg was on Beyond and they used to read it and he was making fun because it looked like no one had edited it. Now, word to the word to everybody: if you are writing something professional that people are going to see, proofread it. I mean, yes, I please. proofread emails all the time at work, like three four times. Proofreading. It's fantastic. Yeah, it goes a long way. It yeah, does. Uh, that is absolutely sure. It goes a long way of making yourself not look like a fool. Um, so Shadow Legend VR, the next game on here, PSVR. Um, so this is just a PSVR game that is digital only, so not seeing retail uh, shelves. It doesn't have a release date on this one either, which is strange. Uh, so Shadow Legend is an action-adventure game exclusively designed for virtual reality, where you play as the Grand Master of the Knights Templar in a story-driven medieval crusade. Freely explore densely filled worlds and use your uh, sword, bow, and magic skills to save your kingdom from the destruction of Lord Adaroth. Okay. You know, VR games, I'll have to check this one out. Um, There's another VR game. I don't even know the title of it. I see videos of it all the time. It's only available on the Oculus, though. Or I probably would have tried it on PlayStation. It looks fun, so. Which one's that? I literally, yeah, dude, I don't know the name, but... um, I don't know. It just my looks fun to hold swords in VR. So my my son got an Oculus, and there's a there's a couple of games that are just on there. Hey, look, if you want an Oculus and you don't want to have to buy the rig for it, 
the Oculus that's like freestanding, it's it's okay. I mean, I'm I would say by the end of this year, I will have a PlayStation VR. Oh yeah. Even though I know that it may not work with the next system. I just oh, think that's cool. I do think that they said that your PSVR stuff will work on there as well, actually. Well, I will just have to purchase that and not tell my wife. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it'll be a while, too, like, before they actually do a revisit to the um, PlayStation uh, VR. So but hopefully in one of these days, I, I'm very positive that we will see um, a revision in the, you know, VR 2. Okay, so I get War Theater, Blood of Winter. It just it says digital... Um, PS4 digital. Dude, that, the artwork on this, uh, that thing in the background, A, reminds me of the songbird from Bioshock Infinite. Oh, it does. And then the two guys fighting, or, well, they're seemingly fighting. Um, that, that reminds me of, what is it, Killer Instinct art. It's Especially so, that werewolf, man. It, it's so weird because, it, like, it doesn't, like, the two seem very steampunkish. Yeah, yeah. And then there's that werewolf thing that doesn't look like it at all. belongs at all. Yeah, no, I know. It's um, very strange. <clears throat> Well, it's from the developers of War, Th- from the developers of War Theater comes their next series installment, Blood of Winter. <laughs> okay. So I guess there was another game before this. Mm-hmm. That's 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 awesome. Yeah, I haven't heard of that. In but... this free to start turn based strategy RPG, there you go. It's free. How many hyphens do you need in your sentence, people? Jeez. Yet again, pr- proofread. Read is like five you minutes know it's fine it's I mean, just it, it just looks ridiculous and it's hard to read but okay it, it is. i'm sorry i'll stop <laughs> return to kasala where the endless war continues to rage and powerful new forces uh cover to determine the fate of the country all right well i mean there you have it i mean it's a it's a free to play so free to start I like that wording too. Like I'm, I'm looking at the sentence again. It says "free to start." Basically. So does that mean like if you want to keep playing, you're gonna have to pay eventually? I mean, uh, basically, that says, you know, it, it kind of reminds me of like those games you get on your iPad where it's like free to play, and then it's like so slow to do anything. Oh yeah, man. Any mobile game, really. I mean, they're just looking for the sharks to spend all the money in the world. People, people, those game companies hate me. They're like, oh my God, Ben downloaded another one of our games. We're making no money off of him whatsoever. <laughs> He's not going to spend any money. Oh no. Nope. 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 Oh man. Well, um, so that finishes up for the game drop, guys. Um, we're still not getting too many questions written in. So, you know, if you guys. Uh, want to contact us we have our facebook page um and we are now as we talked about a little earlier on twitter as well so you can find us at, at get at it gaming guys um and you can follow me at restsnips legs that's just spencer spelled backward uh backwards and then legs so um and ben what's your what's your twitter handle again so people can find you uh, so it's <laughs> so here's my twitter thing is like i had it i don't ever like use it um I don't think I've used it in like four years, but the get out of gaming one, uh, that's the one, that's my main one. I have, I have that logged in on my, my phone. Me and so, Spencer both yep. look at it. Follow that's us there. That's the best way. Because if you follow me on the other, it's going to be a long time. People are like, man, why didn't you like add me? Is it uh, open for questions right now? I actually haven't checked the, the Twitter page. There, I have not seen any yet. Okay. I didn't know if people could write in though. People have put comments already of like, keep up the good work. Um, I believe our inbox is open for messages, guys. So, yeah, if, um, if you're listening to this, you know, and or you just stumbled across us on Twitter, feel free. Um, yeah, just, just 
throw us a message. Ask us some questions. We'll read them on the uh, podcast, guys, also, and give you a shout out. Also, if you want to be on the show and you want to, you want us to throw you on here, if you go to our anchor, so it's like anchor at get out of gaming, I think dot com. I'll, I'll put it on the Twitter page. But if you go there, you can leave a voice message and we can play it on air and we can answer your question that way if you're okay with that. I mean, I think that's really cool you can do that. I know that I would love to do some phone stuff, which we can do yeah. hopefully pretty soon. Yeah, anything to get people involved, guys. We just want to hear from you. So let us know how we're doing and, uh, yeah, yeah, join us. Absolutely. Um, I definitely think, like, you know, like we're, we're, we're getting through the bumps here. We're, we're really working hard at it, and I, I'm hoping pretty soon we're just going to be so seamless at this. We're just killing it. <laughs> so... All right, guys. Yeah, thanks a lot. This has been uh, episode five of the Get At It Gaming podcast. Four. This has been episode four of the Get At It Gaming podcast. I forgot we did the interstitial episode. So, uh, but yeah, yeah, episode four. Then uh, thanks, guys. Thank you.